We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Introducing none other than K.W. Kyrie, who's on the phone, the writer of the Lone Star Speaks, untold Texas stories about the JFK assassination. Thank you, K.W., for calling us back and being on the show again. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Thank you for having me again. My, my pleasure, and Happy New Year to you. How uh, how was your celebration? Did you keep it quiet oh, or fairly quiet when you're my oh, age? Not <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we probably stayed home. Did we stay home going over some JFK documents? Yes, I, actually, we did. Okay, so you're back here because we had you on a couple of weeks ago to talk about the first release. So you hadn't really gotten a chance to go into them. I'm sure you were feverishly going through what you could grab at the time. So you've had some time now. Is there anything for those of us out there who are, you know, trying to get something new? What were we able to find? Because you know so much about this. You talk to so many people. Well, I think for new researchers, yes, they will find tons of things. For people who have been looking at this for years, my first reaction was, these documents seem so familiar. Right. And then these documents are familiar. These are exactly the same documents that have been released previously. So we've been we, duped. Well, to a certain extent, yes, because they truly unredacted a few things. So far, it's been a few names. Sometimes it'll be something as innocuous as a CIA asset, which you could t- determine from the uh, rest of the document anyway. I mean, that part of it was literally just a joke. The things that I think new researchers will find interesting is they will have read all of these, uh, all of these research books. They will have come across names. They will have come across uh, comments about the mafia worked with CIA. Really? Until you, until you read that in a document, and there is a document in there that mentions that uh, a confidential informant had made them aware that two very well-known mafia members, Sam Giancana and uh, Murray Humphreys, had donated $280,000 to the anti-Castro uh, program that the, uh, the government, of course, was running. All right, that tells you the mafia and the government were working hand-in-hand, just like researchers have been saying. Really? It is is a shock to see that in black and white, where there was a CIA document stating, yes, we know that we're getting money from the mafia, and we know supposedly what it's being used for. So it, it, it makes sense that it would be difficult to prosecute some of these people if you were taking money from them. Yeah, again, that's now that to me, that's all like shocking off for me right now. So we're talking about in, in essence, like, so help me understand this. So the mafia, Sam Giancana is actually taking money, giving it to this anti Castro movement. This money is going directly into the hands of the CIA. Well, the CIA is the one who was running that movement. 
Okay. So you have to assume that. Okay, so they're fighting. So in essence, because that's the part that I don't seem to understand. If the CIA is operating, you would assume, on taxpayer dollars, what do they need outside funding for? Is that to well, do things that the government well, wouldn't have to account it, for? It's, it's, it's unaccounted much right. more money. Right. You don't, you don't have to explain where it came from. That's correct. And then let's face it, there's no paper trail back to you. That's correct. Yeah, so you can use that the stuff that the right the government's got to keep an accountability for all, every dollar that's spent on every operation. But if you're getting yeah. that financing from the, the the mafia in this case, that's stuff that you could do in the you know in the darkness of night. Exactly. Wow, that's amazing. And how many? How much money altogether? We're talking about a little more than a half a million dollars, half a billion dollars. Two hundred and eighty thousand dollars back in the early sixties. Wow. I, I know that's what, amazing, isn't it? I know that. What What do you think they were doing with that stuff? Wait well, the idea was to buy ammunition, to buy guns, uh, to pay people to do the jobs that you wanted them to do that they weren't going to do out of patriotic fervor. Uh, all sorts of things, and then yeah, that always leaves it open to what else is it used for? Assassinations, of course. Yeah. Wow. Now, with this whole thing now, I'm, it, and, and I don't know whether or not we're going down that trail, but this is an anti-Castro operation. We've got a little more than, what would you say, 200 and how much? 200 and... 280000 is what was written okay. in the document. All right, so $280,000 is going to this anti-Castro movement. It's going to the hands of the CIA. This money is obviously spent to do a whole bunch of, like, covert operations that they don't have to keep account for. But it doesn't make sense that this money would be used to go after or, well, to go after the president of the United States. Or are you suggesting that's quite possible? Because I don't understand how that would be an anti-Castro movement to assassinate a president. Unless well, the I'm missing problem something. is once you once you donate uh, money under the table, right? How can you ever be sure what it was used for? So um, imagine this. I've often wondered about this because my grandfather was a Dallas oil man. Okay. I can at the time I do remember even then and later I've I've done enough research to know this is true that uh, people were so angry that Castro had not been the wonderful person they thought he was going to be, that he ended up being as bad as Batista, right. that they did want rid of him. You know, every every good, loyal American was worried that Castro was connected to Khrushchev and that he was 90 miles away from the United States. Of course. And then later we find out with missiles. Uh, so I can imagine from, from hearing people talk that, if you, if the government or any any organization they assumed was legit, approached wealthy people and said exactly what they said to the mafia, probably we need money to um, buy arms to finance these uh, guerrillas who are going to be help. Or we're going to be helping overthrow right. this man that we're also worried about. I can see wealthy people, oil men included making donations to what they thought was a patriotic program. Now, imagine what you might think if you sit there and Castro keeps living and living and living, and the <laughs> only person that's dead are the two Kennedys. You might wow. want to stop and think, where did they spend my money, and how could I ever do anything about it? 
It's a very interesting point of view. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're on the phone with KW Zachary, sorry, KW Zachary, uh, author of the Lone Star Speaks Untold Texas Stories about the JFK assassination. She's gone over the new documents that were released by the Biden administration. Uh, And if you didn't hear, I guess the breaking news here is that the mafia, uh, the likes of Sam Giancana, spent $280,000. Uh, gave $280,000 to the CIA, and what they used it for has not been determined yet, but that's still a bombshell to know about it because, again, you're, it's the CIA. You're buying a hell of a lot of protection for 1960. If we're talking $1960, and that, I don't even know what the conversion rate or the um, what the rate of inflation would make that amount today. That's got to be at least a billion dollars. Well, a, a Coke was ten cents a bottle back then, and now Holy it's about two dollars. So, <laughs> so you know, imagine how much, yeah, how much that would be today. Yeah, I mean, so that's an awful lot of protection from the federal government. Um, so even if there well, was, they, like, they at least they thought they were being protected. Now we know that with RFK in, as Attorney General, that's they correct. didn't get the protection they thought they were going to be buying. Which is interesting because if I'm, you know, again, if I'm giving the CIA that kind of money and then I've got Robert coming after me, I'm calling up members of the CIA and I'm like, hey, you know, call your, you know, call your boy, you yeah, know, call your dogs off. That's yeah, fine. exactly. But again, they but again, the CIA can't let Robert Kennedy know that, you know, they're all in the mix together. That's very likely. And it certainly couldn't certainly couldn't say, look, we've taken so much money from these people You've got to lay off of them after he's made a public outcry that he's going to take them down. That's so amazing. And you almost, I mean, you look at what where we are today with people, you know, having these conversations about, you know, rogue government operatives, the deep state argument that we've been having over the past four or five years now. Uh, and then you learn something like this and like, what won't they do? I'm sorry. Uh, for me, this is, you know, a lot of people are probably you know, shaking their head and going, oh, Reese, you're so naive. I'm sorry. Okay, call me naive. But I would, there's no way in the world, and I guess under the guise of, of believing the idea that, you know, of Robert F. Kennedy going after the mafia, there's no way that our federal government would be in bed with them. But here it is, it just goes, yeah, to me, it's almost a shock to the system. I, I want to be outraged in some sort of way. Were you? How would? How did you feel when you? I mean, because you, this is personal to you. What did you feel when you well, realized this? I had, I had read this in numerous uh, books, and I didn't doubt it. But like I said, it's still to find it in black and white, and and to have a figure, a monetary figure. Yeah, it, it just makes it more real. And I yes, I think you have to stop and think. The mafia is not dead. Are we still doing this? Uh, Wow. There was another document that verified what, I mean, researchers had had known and suspected um, that mentioned that the CIA wanted to recruit uh, certain military uh, personnel, soldiers, uh, to work directly with the agency. And, of course, we know that the agency was doing more than spying, that right. they were assassinating lead, you know, leaders of other countries, things of this nature. Uh, and that that is something that has been written several times, too. But to see it in a memo uh, where it's been written 
to a, uh, from a general to the CIA that we are back and forth that we need we need military personnel that are already trained and you yeah. can think about what skills they already would have that right. are going to work with us and of course that became the special ops but once again it's hard to imagine now that the CIA has such a dirty name it's hard to imagine that our own military was being ordered because I'm not sure you would have had a choice if you were right. being ordered to work with this with CIA and who's to who's to say what you were to be uh, ordered to do the military are in a very vulnerable position you take orders it's so you know as I'm I'm hearing you say this you know what's running through my mind KW spy novels aren't yeah. this good I mean they're not yeah. this you know what I mean it's like this is the spy novel genre sort of makes these leaping presumptions about what our government would do, could do, or what they think. And then you hear this and you go, holy crap, this is like, this yeah. is, the truth is like nothing different than the fiction that we read. This is. One, one gentleman that we interviewed who had worked as an asset for the CIA said, every little toy that you saw James Bond use had already been used by the CIA. He said, those are not fiction. They got their ideas from the CIA. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. <laughs> Which you would, like, you'd think that the, like, Q was, was introducing the CIA into something, and it turns out they were inspired by, this, yeah, by the same exactly. government yeah. agencies. Which, again, you, is you crazy. You look at our movies and our books, and we think, well, here it is. We just call it fiction when it's really not. Maybe the idea, if you think about it, KW, maybe the idea that they put this stuff or it's allowed in films to a degree is to get, you know, as a form of propaganda, and I, I, I use that term loosely, but as a form of propaganda to sort of like get people comfortable with the idea that the government can do this. You know, like introduce some weird newfangled technology, then people watch it and they go, oh, wow, that's cool. And they go, yeah, we're already using it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is a kind of a little hint or maybe yeah. it's just kind of a wink. Yeah. From, you know, different agencies that, hey, hey, you think you think you're safe? No. Yeah. We can hear you from three blocks away. We don't even have to plant a bug in your house. Yeah. That, I, I, poof. I'm watching, you know, again, there's this TV show I used to watch called Person of Interest with Jim Caviezel. Oh, yes. Yeah. I you, love do that. you like that show? Okay. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. That, that show always freaked me out. I always thought that was beyond, like, I was like, ah, they, they, they're, they're stretching the imagination. But now I'm sort of saying, it was like, now I have to go watch that series again. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I often wonder if maybe writers who did say, well, let's push this a little bit. Right. found out, well, we didn't exaggerate. We just had to hit on the truth. Wow. Okay, so from what I can gather, okay, so we've, we've learned about the CIA's involvement with the mafia. Of course, Robert Kennedy is going after the mafia, and I'm sure that angered the CIA, I mean, angered the, the, the mafia because they're in bed with the CIA, and the CIA, in essence, has got his hands tied because it's supposed to look like it's working with the Kennedys as opposed to working with the mafia, so they've got to keep that hidden, hence why it was redacted. I wonder why that was released, but, you know, why that was allowed to be unredacted. I, I, I think because it had been released, I mean, it had been speculated and mentioned in so many books. At this right. point, it's a matter of, look, everyone knows the mafia worked with us. Uh, 
but you have to you have to remember too. We forget the mafia got drafted just like everyone else. The mm. mafia volunteered at times. I assume like everyone else for the military. Right. We think about the mafia as being this separate entity, but it had its fingers in all sorts of organizations. Right. Because they ran. You know, they had a front that kept them appearing as just your typical business people. Right. So what worried me as much as anything is to think that we were using military-trained individuals with the CIA who very well could have been connected to the mafia. How would you know? Wow. All of this is fact. i got to have you back. Will you come back on Wednesday when I host again? Sure. I'll be happy to. Please, I, I, I want to hear so much more. And all of this is just so great um, to hear from you because it get, not just an education, but just a revelation uh, in so many ways, folks. Uh, please pick up her book, K.W. Zachary's The Lone Star Speaks, The Untold Texas Stories About the JFK Assassination. We'll have you back. Thank you again, K.W. Sure, really appreciate you, you coming in. Enjoy thank you. It. All right, well, we'll have her back again, folks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.